Okay, hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is a cool episode this week. So I am interviewing Freddie Pullen. As weird I'm as that sounds, you know, it's, it's how weird is that? Nice to have you on. How's it going, mate? You all good? Very good, thank you. So let me give you a bit of background to everyone that's listening. So I was unashamedly, I was Googling myself just to see what it was like. And I came across uh, a star in the making of boxing. He's competing for England as an amateur boxer with his, with his sights very much set on the Commonwealth Games and the Olympics. And I thought to myself, it's spelled exactly the same, but that's definitely not me. That's definitely not me doing that. Who is this guy? And so I reached out to you and you are quite an incredible athlete, right? Trying to be, mate. Trying to be, anyway. Trying to be. <laughs> so, so what I did was I reached out to, to Freddie just to say this is so weird that um, you've got the same name. You said you've done a similar thing, right? You Googled yourself and I came up, weirdly. So we've been through a similar thing. Yeah, to be fair, mate, I've unshamedly done the same a couple of times as well. Um, yeah, and you've come up as well with the podcast and everything. So it's quite funny, to be fair. It is. It's, so it's so weird. So in the UK, we only live about 100 miles away from each other, me over in, uh, in the West Country and you sort of uh, east of, of London. So I thought it'd be really cool to have you on and just have a bit of a chat. So you're 10 years or you're nine years younger than me. It's a bit of a difference, but exactly the same name and actually very relevant to this podcast because of the, the journey you've been on and are, of course, going on. So I'd love to hear a bit about your boxing career, sort of how it started and where you've got up to now. Yeah, so um, it all started, I am come from a big boxing family, so um, it was sort of inevitable that I was, I was always going to be a boxer, or, or at least try it at one point. And um, literally, I started when I was seven or eight, and uh, from the first time I walked in the gym, that was it, I knew what I wanted to do. And it was just sort of, it turns out I was half good at it as well, so uh, stuck to it. Um, yeah, stuck to it, loved it, and I still love it now. And it's just... Um, Yes, and I've won multiple titles, international titles, national titles. Um, it's, been a, it's been a long, hard journey, but um, but yeah, hopefully one day be worth it. And like you say, the the next long term goal is a uh, twenty twenty eight Olympic Games, twenty twenty six Commonwealth Games. They're they're the, they're the long term goals now. It's amazing, and it always helps if you are good at something, right? So who's your who are your role models? Who do you try and you know model your your fighting on? You know what? It's, it's going to sound really cliche, but. Um, I just try. I try. I have my own style. I feel like anyway. I don't try and model it off or base it off any particular one fighter. I take a bit from everyone, if that makes sense. So sort of, I'll, I'll take a little bit from one fighter that I like, and then I won't, I won't just solely focus on that. I'll take another little bit from another fighter that I like, and I, don't, I, feel, I truly believe that there's not one fighter that's got the same the same style as me, if, if that makes sense. There's not really one role model. That's pretty cool. I guess it gives you sort of that that um, unpredictability that your opponents clearly are struggling to, to face, right? 100%, mate, 100%. You've got to be unpredictable in this sport. You, you can't be readable. It's got to be, it's got to be yeah, it's got to be un- unreadable, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. We, we will touch on uh, YouTube boxing later on, but I heard someone say that the, the reason that KSI has done pretty well is that he's unpredictable. He doesn't fight like a fighter. He's literally, you, can't, you don't know what's going on. So is that sort of a similar thing to what you're saying? You, you're trying not to be predictable so that no one can model anything off you. They can't. They can't research how to beat you in the ring. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. There's no. It just makes it so there's no blueprint. Like with certain styles, you have a blueprint to beat certain styles. But um, not just that as well. Like the thing with KSI, he's so novicey and so raw that it literally is unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to throw at any point, and it's obviously effective for him. And um, but yeah, but it's yeah, it's true. Like sometimes you spar these guys in the gym. I've only had a couple of bouts, and they'll they'll catch you with shots that they should never really be catching you with. But because they're so unpredictable and they're so raw, it's like 
it's not it's not textbook. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely a, a real thing in boxing. I uh, I don't have any sort of fighting experience other than a bit of uh, fisticuffs in in some of the rugby games I played in. But last year I did do a bit of uh, a bit of jujitsu, and I was the, I think I was the only white belt there, and all the sort of blue and purple belts they didn't want to go with me because not because I was good, but because they say that the most danger is with someone who's just started because they have got no idea what they're doing. They're using pure strength. They're like yeah. flo- throwing their elbows around. I guess that's a similar thing to what you're saying, isn't it? Like someone who catches you who is a novice, they've not caught you because they're good. They've caught you because that's literally the last thing you expected to happen. Like a overhand right when you're sort of doing the jabs or something. Literally, mate. Literally, sort of, yeah, they're so unpredictable and so sort of raw. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. So it's interesting, though, that when you when you go into the England squad, they don't then try and get that out of you. I'd have thought they would try and model you on someone and try and get you to do something that the greats have done. That's not true. No, no. To be fair, they always say to you, they, they say to, like, to us anyway, they say, right, you've done what you've done to get where you are now. We're not going to try and change that now, if that makes sense. Obviously, they're going to sort of help you adapt and level up to the next level. But they say, like, you, you've got to where you've got to doing what you do best. Why would they then try and change it? Because it could then have a negative effect on your boxing. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, so what age were you when you first got picked up by uh, by England? Is it England or is it the GB? Uh, it's England, England, England. Sure. Yeah. So I first boxed for England when I was fifteen. Um, wow. And that, yeah, yeah. So that that's got to be one of my proudest moments ever as a as a boxer. That was sort of yeah, unbelievable when that, when that happened. Um, but yeah, now I've boxed for England for, since I was fifteen. Um, stayed on the squad ever since. Um, boxed for England as a, as a junior, youth, and senior. Um, now senior elite as well. So yeah, I've been there for a few years now. But it's um, but yeah, that's a great experience. Like traveling the world, doing what you love as well. So it's, yeah, you can't beat it. Honestly, it's great. Yeah, and and you're 19 now, right? 19 now. Yes, yeah, right. So it's it, so it actually is quite a big deal that you've sort of just glossed over there that you got in at 15 and you're still in at 19 through all through GCSEs, through A-levels, through all the stress of sort of teenage years, you managed to stay at that elite level. So how, how have you done that? What's the secret there? Literally, mate, it's just, you've just got to stay on it. Stay dedicated, stay on it. Like the days you don't want to do the work, you've got to do the work. Like it sounds simple and it sounds easy, but that's literally it. You've just got to just know what you've got to do and just do it. Do you know what I mean? The minute you start sort of, oh, I don't feel like up for it today or I don't feel motivated for it today. They're the days that matter the most. They're the days you've got to do the work. And if you, if you stay on it and you stay dedicated, you can't lose. Generally, you can't lose. Um, what is that? What is that, you know, that dedication and the, the simple things that you said? What is that every day? What's the things that, that make you able to do something? Is it discipline of like your routine or is it that you've got to go into some sparring or go for a run or skipping? What are the things that you're like, I can't miss that today. That's the day. This is, sorry, this is the thing I do. 100% it's discipline it's all discipline like like early mornings getting up at 5am when it's pitch black freezing cold going for runs no one wants to be doing that but you've got to do it because you've got to do what no one else is, is doing if that makes sense and it's sort of the days like that where you when you're freezing cold pitch black outside you don't want to be going out running but you've got to just get up and go out running they're the days that really count and like, things like that not just with running like sparring as well the days you don't feel up for it you feel a bit down you feel a bit tired you just got to get in there and get on with it and keep pushing through. Um, yeah, I think it's the same in life as well as as well as, well as boxing. That, I mean, that's so true. We, you know, when we, whenever we meet entrepreneurs, we talk about like, discipline because the ones who've got to the top is always about just doing the stuff that no one else wanted to do. That's I think that's really cool. You've got to have a really good playlist, right? As well to get up and do running at five a.m. in the dark in uh, in London. It's got to be a playlist-driven run. Hundred <laughs> percent, mate. But you know what? Sometimes 
I, I want to sound a bit crazy here, but I, I train when I run sometimes. I don't run with music just because ah. that way then it's sort of because when you're in the ring and you're fighting, you're not going to be, you're not, there's no music playing. Do you, do you understand? That's a good point. So, so when it gets tough on the run and, I've got, and that music's there to pick me up, if it gets tough in the bout, that music's not going to be there. So I'm going to sound a bit crazy there, but yeah, I don't run with music a lot of the time. Fair enough. Okay, so I don't normally ask this, but because you're, you know, an athlete, I think it's an interesting one for people to, to know. What does a normal day look like for you in terms of training? So you've alluded there that you've got a pretty early morning routine. What does a day look like if you're on a training day? Maybe maybe with England or maybe at home. Yeah, so like a general training day um, it would be up early, um, out running, for, um, get the get the work done, the hard work done early, um, and then go back, have a little chill out, a bit of breakfast. Um, and we'll probably have a second session about midday or lunchtime midday. Go back, that'll be like a pad session, gel or a sparring or, or, or boxing session, general, general boxing session. Um, and then after that, it'll be uh, a bit of recovery maybe. Um, so like a stretching session later on in the evening or uh, or a sauna maybe, um, depending on what, what sparring we've got going on. Um, and then literally back home in bed. And that's been my life for the last God knows how long. Um, yeah. So how did, how did you manage to get through all your qualifications and, you know, GCSEs and stuff whilst doing that at the same time? You know what? GCSEs, I passed my GCSEs without sitting a single exam because of COVID. So I never... Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I got, I got given my grades, um, my GCSEs. But obviously coming up through school, like all through like uh, year seven, eight, nine, ten, that was, that was tough. Do you know what I mean? Because as mad as it sounds, I'd be sat in the classroom. The teacher would be talking about whatever she's talking about. And all I'm thinking about is boxing. And that, that, that was tough just to try and stay focused in class. But I still got through, got through school with all my passes, for, uh, all my GCCs. But I always knew I wanted to box. always knew I wanted to be a boxer. Yeah, and we've spoken before and you're a clever guy as well. So it's not like you were given the grades and they were they're not good grades. You're, you're a clever guy. You've got your head screwed on. You know where you're going as well. So it's a testament to you that you've been able to have this high standard at such an early age, but also get through life to this point. I think it's, it's insane. And the first the thing I wanted to mention that when we spoke, a few weeks ago that came across to me that was you've got so much internal confidence like we were talking about how you know how do you get to the commonwealth games how do you how do you keep going every day and you're like it's inevitable i'm sure i'm gonna win i said to you before we started this call that's what we should want to touch on now you know you recently had a, a boxing win and you were like obviously you know that's that it's that confidence that almost borderlines on ego but it doesn't come across that way it is pure confidence in you've put the work in, you're standing on a mountain full of value that you can show that you're good. So how do you build up on that? Maybe I've alluded on it to it there, right? It's the work, but how do you come across so confident in your mind every day that you're going to get there? It's just, I know, I, I know what I'm doing and, and the training that I'm going through, no one else is doing. And I know, I know for a fact, like if they're not doing it, they can't beat me. And it's, it's just, I know what I'm, I've always known it that, I'm, I'm going to do big things and I've always, always believed it. And it's just, if, like I said before, if you put the work in, you can't lose. You, you generally can't lose. You just mm. hard work, dedication, staying on it. And like I say, if, if, if I know for a fact that my opponents, they're not doing the work that I'm doing, so they, they can't beat me physically. Mm. That's, that's just the, that's where the confidence also, comes. Also the talent, right? You've also got the talent to, to pair there. Little, so little, how important, a little bit, yeah. How, uh, how important is having the right mentors and coaches around you? Uh, that's without a doubt that's got to be one of the most important things like you, you hear it all the time you you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with if you're surrounded by five bums you're going to be the sixth do you know what i mean and you hear it so many times but it's so true 
Um, when you're surrounded by five champions or five people that want you to do the best you can do, you you, you can't lose again. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's so cool. You've got the, you've got great people around you, and you know you've been to the gym over here where Usyk and and Fury both train. You're in the right places, right? You're in you're in. Uh, when you go into a Christmas party tonight, with, I guess with the people that are training you, right? So they're elite boxers going to be there. Yeah, literally, I'm. I'm uh, one of the boxers. One of the people I work for, Darren Barker. He won a world title in the pro ranks. So, and not just that, another person, Ryan Pickard. He won multiple youth Olympic titles, um, world medals. Like the people I surround myself with are people that have done or are doing what I want to do. If that makes sense, or what I want to become. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you've got the the England setup to help you. So, what I want to ask you is. What is it like gaining this attention at such a young age? How have you coped with people, you know, like me, literally messaging you being like, do you want to come on a podcast? And, you know, people, you're in, you're in lots of magazines and, and reports and stuff because of what you're achieving. And England obviously have got a lot to, to say for you. How have you coped with that? Yeah, literally. And, and the funny thing is the last six months has been the busiest six months that I've, like, that I've really started to notice the attention now. And it's... it's mm. It's great, but it's also a little bit scary as well because you, like, it's, it's going to sound a bit crazy now, but I'll go out sometimes and then like people come up to me and say, oh, I've seen your TikToks or I've seen you here, I've seen this, I've seen... Ah. I'm like, oh, hi. Uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? And, but it is a bit crazy at first, but it's cool though. It is quite cool. Like, it's a cool feeling. It's, it's a nice feeling because it sort of it shows that your hard work's paying off as well. Like, not that, not that being yeah. famous... People is always magnetise the hard work. But yeah, it's not like being famous is the end goal, but it shows that people are recognizing you for your work, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also you've said before that, you know, at some point, if you turn pro, it then becomes a game of show business. So it always helps, isn't it, to build up this a following or build up some interest. And people always magnify or uh, levitate, gravitate is the word I'm looking for, towards someone who's working hard. If you're showing that you're working hard, people love that because we're not all able to work hard or people don't choose to work hard so someone that does is almost a bit different people want to know how you're doing it what's going on why what's the drive so i think it's awesome here. it's really really cool and for everyone that's listening what is your current like stats your scorecard um, my record my amateur boxing record at the minute as of right now um i've had 64 fights uh 50 wins uh 14 losses and i've probably had about 12 13 stoppages of those uh 50 wins but um, yeah, but I've also won. So since we last spoke, that's changed, hasn't it? You've, yeah, yeah. You've since... added another win to it. So talk about the the latest win. Yeah, so the latest win was out in Denmark. Uh, it was a dual match against England versus Denmark. And um, yeah, got the job done. Unanimous win. Um, and boxing against the best boys in the world. So it's, yeah, you can't, you can't beat it really, yeah. Never in doubt, mate. Never in doubt. And you say that, so boxing against the best boxers in the world. Just let us know where the best amateur boxers are from, because they're not from where I thought they were, right? They're from very different different parts of the world. No, yeah. So some of the top nations um, of, of amateur boxing anyway, you've got Cuba. They've got to be some of the best. Uh, you've got the Cubans, the Kazakhs, Kazakhstan. They're great boxers. Russians, again, uh, USA, of course. Uh, and England as well. England, the world got to be one of the top nations as well, boxing internationally. Yeah, it's uh, Cuba and Kazakhstan. I just wouldn't have put in there. I just don't know enough about the sport, but it just surprised me. That's awesome that it's, uh, you know, different parts of the world are putting money into, into boxing and got different talents. It's amazing. So how does England, once you've got into England, how do they make you level up? What's their sort of secret source that has improved your, your fight game? 
So there's no real secret sauce. They they say as well. It's it's or I believe anyway. It's it's, it's all on on the on the boxer themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's it's for them to put the work in themselves. They'll give you guidance and they they help you with certain things with video analysis and everything else. But other than that, it's down to you at the end of the day to sort of put that that work in, in, into place. Do you know what I mean? They could tell you do this, do that, all that million times. But if you don't put the work in and you don't actually make them changes, it's never it's never gonna never gonna happen. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I guess that all they can do is is take you to the water hole if you don't want to drink there's nothing they can do right so you've got that tenacity to to actually push yourself forward and then they can only give you the little bits to support you and i want to touch on how they support your mental health as a boxer because obviously it's a it's a really uh, quite aggressive sport it's a, there's a lot of putting your body on the line how do england step up and really uh, look after your mental health yeah so they, they, we're all on a um on a program called tasks and through tasks you get access to uh sports psychologists um mental health mental health help um strength and conditioning help like anything you could think of to do with sports they they help you through that and but it's, it's really good because with the sports psychology side it's so much that like i'd say boxing's got to be at least 80 90 percent mental so like them games wow like, talking to someone about about it and them giving you professional help it's, it's unreal it's unreal yeah, so that's so, so good. And also there's a lot of pressure on you, isn't there? Because like you said, you've been to Denmark recently. Aren't you going to India soon as well? Yeah, going to India in January. Uh, that's going to be a cool trip. But um, but yeah, yeah, there's loads of pressure. Always pressure. Because you're, you're effectively, yeah. you need to perform when you're boxing for England. You need to be winning medals. You need to be to be performing. Yeah, it's um, it's unreal. And at such a young age, it's um, it's it's unreal to have that pressure and to ch- and to have to move around and win and expectation. So it's it's really cool to hear that England boxing at least is is putting a lot of weight behind keeping you mentally healthy as well as physically fit. It's amazing. So talk to me a bit about what the road looks like looks like on the way to the Commonwealths and to the Olympics. How do you plan out the the journey? What do you need to do to get there? And what does it look like when you get there? So pretty much is um. The, the, the roadmap will start next year for the next Olympics, that four-year cycle. Um, and it's, it's just all about now, for, the, for, the, for this first few, first two years, all about now getting as much experience, boxing all around the world again, getting that experience of boxing two, three, four times in a week. Because that's what it's going to be at the end of the day at the Olympics. So you've got to get, that, get used to that now. Um, that'll be the next two years, just getting in as many competitions as you can. And then after that, there'll be qualifying events in the, in the three to four years, um, the next three to four years, sorry, there'll be qualifying events for the Olympics. And um, that's where you need to go out there, perform, qualify for the Olympics. And then, yeah. Uh, do you feel like it's fallen at a good time for you? Because it feels like, it, obviously you're good. At, I don't know if you would agree with me, but perhaps you're good enough to go now, perhaps you're not. What Would it have been better for you if the Olympics had fallen in like two years time rather than the, the one you're looking at five years time? How do you feel about that time zone? So to be fair, to me, it's it's perfect because people don't realise it. It's so much. There's so much more to it just ability. You can't just be good. It, there's some like you said, the mental side of things. You've got to be able to cope with that pressure when you're in a changing room before you go out there to fight. Or like I say, you've got to be able to cope with boxing three, four times in a week. Like if you, if you haven't got the experience of that you're never going to be able to go out there and perform at the Olympics and do it on a big stage. You've got to be able to do it on a small stage first, then level it up to the big stage. 
Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And you've got the mindset already, haven't you, that you're 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 gonna get there. So we're gonna hear it here first. You get into the you get into the Olympics, LA, isn't it? You get in there? LA, not just getting there, we're coming back for gold medal as well. We're not we're not just we're not just getting there. Oh, there we go. I'm gonna clip that up, mate. I'm gonna clip that up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play it back to you when you come off the off the stage in uh, in LA. <laughs> that is awesome. So we've got we've got to finish on this YouTube boxing. We touched on it earlier. What are your thoughts on YouTube boxing? Me personally, I think it's great for the sport because it brings in a whole new audience of people that wouldn't normally watch boxing. Um, it brings it brings it brings that whole new audience in. So like your 15, 16 year old kids that that. They've never seen a boxing fight before. That tune in to watch KSI or to watch Tommy Fury or whoever, they might think, "Oh, you know what? I quite, I quite like this. Oh, there's another fight on next week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune in and watch that. Or I might give this a go. I quite, I quite enjoy boxing. It just, it brings so much more attention and so many more eyes to the sport that weren't there before or never would have maybe got there before. But so I think, I think it's great. Mm. It's, more, it's more, it's more viewers. It's more attention to the sport, which is unbelievable for the sport, really. Great investment for the sport, like you said, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Do you reckon you could, you reckon you could take some of those YouTubers? Maybe a bit too heavy for you, but Listen, you, you back yourself against them? Don't ask silly questions, Fred. Don't ask silly questions. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, without the weight, even with the weight. That's brilliant. Ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's poor to watch, but yeah. There's level. What, what weight category do you fight in? I fight lightweight. So it's uh, 60 kilos. 60 kilos. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you mean, you, you'd take him, wouldn't you? No problem at all. No, all day. All day. <laughs> Amazing. Well, for everyone listening, if you want to follow a, uh, a future Olympian, your Instagram is Fred Pullen, right? Yeah, just Fred Pullen underscore. Uh, that's my Instagram. And you may as well follow mine at the same time because they both pop up. And then what about your TikTok? Uh, I think my TikTok is just Fred Pullen 1. Fred Pullen 1 as well. Okay. Perfect. And then it's just easy, isn't it? If you want to find you, just Google Freddie Pullen and you find both of us. No problem at all. Fred, it's been amazing to have you on. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. And uh, all the best for the future. I can't wait to watch the journey. Thank you, mate. Nice one. Hope to speak to you soon.